You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. You're talking to Dr. Jeff Werber, and I am your host for the next half hour as we're talking pets at Ask Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. And I am, if not the only, certainly one of the few live shows here on PetLifeRadio.com. So uh, if you want to go ahead and call in a question, you can do so at 877-385-8882. Or you can go ahead and just drop me a little note. Just type in Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com and we will get to your questions. You know, we are, we have to, of course, thank our sponsors. And we are here because of ProSense Pet Products, veterinary quality products available to you at the mass market. And that includes Walmart and Target and Walgreens. So instead of going to your doc, if you want to buy some really good wellness, skin and coat care, ear care, oral care products for your pets, go on and pick up your ProSense. Well, and for those of you that call and ask us a question here on Pet Life Radio, we will send you a ProSense pet product. So not only is my advice free, you will get a prize for calling in because we want to hear from you. We want to share problems you're having because, you know, it's interesting. People are so embarrassed sometimes and afraid to ask a question, but I can guarantee one thing, that there are many listeners out there that are hearing these questions and saying, oh my God, I was going to call and ask about that same thing, but I just didn't want to call. You're going to find out that so many of you share the same questions, the same problems. So I think this can help uh, for everyone. As a matter of fact, we got an email from Kate. Kate is moving from Northern Virginia to New Mexico. And she has a cat named Super Mario, as in Mario, Super Mario Brothers, but she just calls him Mario. And Mario is not a very good traveler. And Kate was wondering, what should she do? Should she brave Mario in the car? Uh, either she or her husband or her kids are going to drive the cars across country. Or whoever's not going to drive, should they fly him? And, of course, narrow, nervous about the flying as well. And I asked her, well, how does he do in the car? Well, let's put it this way. She says it's about a 15-minute ride to her vet hospital. And this poor Mario is screaming in the car the whole 15 minutes. So you can imagine what Mario's going to be like driving from Virginia to New Mexico. I said, throw him in the plane, even if you have to put him in the bottom. No, we did explain seriously that you know, if you have a pet that's not a great traveler, there are ways that you can get your pet used to, say, a car. And that is that it's a behavioral technique that we are first going to call to desensitize. We're going to desensitize the pet to the car and then counter condition, which means we are going to actually at least try, to get that dog or cat to like the car. So the way we do it is, again, through positive reinforcement. You know, I'm a big fan of positive reinforcement, and I'm also an okay fan when it comes to treats, when it comes to positive reinforcement, at least at the beginning. I always recommend coupling the treat with uh, hugs and kisses and good boy, good boy, good girl, good girl, and then ultimately you can sort of wean off on the treats. But to start, we're going to treat. So Again, what I would have Kate do with the cat with Mario is take Mario and put him in the car, put him in his carrier, however you're going to do it, start the engine, sit there for a minute, get Mario out of the car, and then go back in the house into his nice, comfortable area, give some pat, a little food reward, a little treat, a little piece of turkey or something, and life is grand. And every day, you spend a little bit more time in the car, a little bit more time in the car. Maybe at first, it's a couple of minutes until you get to the point where you can go 10 minutes. Now, again, you haven't even left the driveway yet. 
but you're just getting your pet acclimated, used to the car. Then what you do is on the next day, you're going to roll out of the driveway, put the car back in drive, go right back into the driveway, and then do the same thing. Each time, a little bit more, a little bit more, until you can go around the block, until you can stop at your local supermarket, ultimately go to the veterinarian. But every time, it's fun, it's reward, it's hugs and kisses, etc. And most dogs, for example, that don't travel well, it's not, they might even vomit. It's not true motion sickness that gets them. It's the anxiety. So you could use like Bonine or Meclizine, which are motion sickness medications. People take them for vertigo. But the key really is you want to control the anxiety. And to control the anxiety, we have to make this fun. So if you wanted to take a long trip, you have to make it fun. You need to stop regularly. You need to make sure there's got to good bathroom breaks. Give them some good stuff in the car to play with. Don't ignore them. Keep them in a harness and, and locked into a seatbelt or in their carrier. Or if you have like an SUV, you can get one of those like those gates that you you know put behind the back seat. So they're somewhat under control. And I would actually hook their leash up to something. You want them to still have some control. You don't want them running all over the car. And remember that dogs love to stick their uh, heads out of open windows in the car, which is fine to a degree as long as they're tied up on the inside, as, they're in their, as long as they're attached. But remember that there is something called exposure keratitis. Exposure keratitis is where the wind, those dust particles hitting the eyeballs at 80, 90 miles an hour, well, don't go 90, go 60 to 75 miles an hour, much more like it, can cause some irritation in the corneas. So be aware. And uh, if you want, maybe put a little like an artificial tear ointment or some sort of lubricating protective gel into the eyes before you put them in the car and let them stick their heads out the window. They also... I saw, um, I'm not involved, I'm not necessarily endorsing them, letting you know that I saw them called doggles, which are doggy goggles. And uh, I've seen lots of pictures of dogs, you know, with, they, with their sort of their ascot tied around their neck and their goggles on and they're, they're sticking their heads out the window. So those can be protective as well. Now, the other advice I gave to Kate was, for Mario, is if you have a really long trip, it's going to be just brutal for you and for the dog. If you can fly where you can take the pet into the cabin with you. I'm not a huge fan of flying animals below. Sometimes you have to. Generally, by and large, it's safe. You hear, of course, the horror stories. You go online, you're going to hear the ones that uh, died underneath. The luggage compartment wasn't temperature controlled, wasn't pressurized, whatever. Yes, those terrible things do happen, but that is a major minority. People fly their pets every single day. I've seen it. I've been at the airport when people are collecting their pets, and they do just fine. So there are some things you have to worry about. If you have a short trip, four, five, six hours, you know, like you're going from Southern California to Northern California, take your pet in the car. But if you have a cross-country trip, I don't know which is going to be more difficult, more challenging, more nerve-wracking, the, uh, the knowledge of being uh, them being below or driving with them in a car. Now, when it comes to pets, however, that are under the weight limit that is uh, allowed in the airplane, then go for it. And uh, you can get one of those very safe airline carriers, a number of brands out there. So many of them are now airline approved. You just have to know that you have to put them in the uh, plane with you. You put them under the seat in front of you like a carry-on piece of luggage. You are not going to put them in the overhead compartment. You are not going to check them through the x-ray machine. You have to take the pet out of the carrier. I know this sounds funny. I know you're thinking, oh, really? People are really going to 
put them through? And the answer is sadly, yes. So you are allowed to take them out of the carrier. And as you walk through that line, you can have them in your arms. And then you put them back in the carrier. So the carrier has to go through the belt, but not the pet inside the carrier. And as far as tranquilization, talk to your veterinarian. There are a lot of natural calming type formulas available that are great. They work very well. You can also think about some sort of tranquilizer. I'm not a big fan, but they're available. Again, you want to speak with your veterinarian. Make sure your pet tolerates. And what I would do if you're going to use one of these medications, do yourself a favor and do maybe a dry run, maybe a couple of days before travel. Give the smallest dose possible and see if it works because sometimes that's all you need, just enough to get them started, to get them into the carrier, to get them on the plane or get them in the car. Once they're in there, they're kind of acclimated. They see, ah, okay, there's really no reason to freak out. I got mom and dad with me or whatever. Then you can stop right there. I usually give people in the smallest amount quantity and give them a few repeat doses just in case the pet starts to freak. But I have to tell you, I have been lucky enough where, I don't think the pet was lucky once they found out I was a veterinarian, but I've been lucky enough to sit next to people randomly in a plane with their pets and they do just fine. Here are some tricks that you don't want to share with very many people, but flight attendants, some of them are really nice, really cool, and some of them aren't suffice it to say. So what I've often told people to do is this. After you hit the 10,000 feet or whatever it is and everybody relaxes, the seatbelt sign goes off, you can take the carrier and put it on your lap. Then take your jacket or blanket and put it over your carrier. Then open up, zipper up the, the front panel and you can keep that open and stick your hand in the carrier and pet and hug your dog or your cat, whatever the case may be. And that's sort of, they, they love that. One thing, because this did happen to one of my clients, it turned out to be very, very embarrassing. And here's what happened. She had the carrier on her lap and she had a little chihuahua and she's got her hand inside the carrier and the chihuahua's relaxed and she's relaxed. And it you know, kind of reminds me of that scene, that, you know, the, the movie National Lampoon Vacation where you know the camera shoots on the kids in the back seat and they're sleeping all peacefully and then it goes on Beverly D'Angelo and she's sleeping peacefully. And then it shoots and Chevy Chase is driving the car and there he is head back snoring away, right? Well, she fell asleep and her little dog decided to get up and had to go to the bathroom. So while the owner is sleeping, the dog jumps out of the bag, out of the carrier, takes a walk down the aisle. All of a sudden, she gets a nudge by the guy sitting next to her, says, uh, you have that little chihuahua? And she goes, yeah, yeah, because, of course, the carrier is under the blanket. Well, yeah, he just took a dump in the middle of the aisle. So you want to make sure that this does not happen to you. She was rather embarrassed. So while you ponder that scene of uh, having her getting up, collecting her little dog, cleaning up a poop in the middle of an aisle in first class, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a second once again. You're here with Dr. Jeff at Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. And again, our sponsor is ProSense, and we'll be back in just a minute. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. 
I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet So welcome back. You're here with Dr. Jeff Werber, and you're on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We are, I guess, one of the only, if, if not the only call-in show, live call-in show here on Pet Life Radio. I am your host for, oh my God, the time goes so fast. We have about another 15 minutes. And once again, want to hear from you. We are live. You can call us at 877-385-8882. You can email me at drjeff at petliferadio.com. We want to hear from you. We are, it's a call-in radio show. That means we need to call in. And, um, we will actually, not just calling in, not just get your question answered, we will send to you some free ProSense pet product. You have to let us know what kind of pet you have, whether it's a dog or a cat, age, and we will send you out an appropriate product that your pet will benefit and that will make you benefit. Because let's face it, you keep them happy, they're going to keep you happy. So anyway, we're just uh, talking about in the first half of the show how Kate was taking her little cat or not so little cat, Mario, cross-country. We talked about the benefits of the car drive versus the airplane travel. So, you know, anytime you're thinking of traveling with your pet, check with your veterinarian. There are so many things to think about. And as I've often mentioned before on our show is make sure however you're going and wherever you're going, that if it is going to be with family, if you're, I'm assuming you're not moving to your new home, is the case with Kate, but you are traveling because you're going on a vacation, that if you're going to go to a hotel, if you're going to go to a campground, if you are going to go to a friend or relative's home, make sure they know your pet is coming. Make sure hotels know the particulars because a lot of them on their advertising, on their webpage will say pet friendly until you show up with a 180-pound Great Dane. So it's very important to know, are there limitations to size, to um, how many nights they'll allow a pet, where in the hotel. You might have a whole separate area that you don't want to stay in that area. So it's very important to check out. Uh, I just came from the, uh, I was in Kansas City at the Central Veterinary Conference, which was fantastic, and staying at one of the Sheraton hotels called the Crown Center. And uh, anyway, it was 
great, great, great hotel. And, you know, I, I realized I didn't know this, but they call it the Crown Center. Is not because the guy who came up with the area, or not because it's named after some guy named Crown, but it is kind of named after a company and a company that was founded right there in Kansas City, whose main headquarters is Kansas City. And I'll give you a hint they're a very popular company. It allows people to stay in touch with each other. It sponsors some really cool stories you might see on TV. Any guesses? Well, it's Hallmark, the greeting card company. If you look at the Hallmark logo, it's got that crown on top. So they have the big Hallmark main offices are right there in this area that they've called the Crown Center. And it's really cool. There's a huge mall, of course, with a tremendous Hallmark store within this mall. Hallmark main offices are right there across the street. And it also connects the couple of hotels like the Crown Center Sheraton, the Crown Center Weston. It's a really terrific area. And it's so close to the convention center, the power and light district. Anyway, I, you know, I was just amazed how many dogs were in the hotel. And, you know, again, not that I'm so surprised. Being at a veterinary conference, I'm going to see a lot of dogs. But uh, even at the Sheraton, there were and, and good-sized dogs too. And I think, you know, by the way, just as a, a helpful in to anyone who is going to planning on traveling, please, please, please be responsible. Make sure your dogs are good. Make sure they don't screw up a room. Clean up after them properly. Take them out frequently. Make sure they don't bark because we are so thrilled that there are so many pet-friendly hotels. And I'm talking major chains of pet-friendly hotels, like, you know, like the Sheraton, for example, that we don't want to ruin it for everybody else. We want to keep them, you know, kind of liking when people come with their pets. It certainly opens up some avenues for them and it increases their visitors uh, that many, many people like to travel with their pets. So let's not blow it for everybody else. Anyway, you know, we are literally days away from Labor Day, if you can believe it, back to school time. So if there are any last minute errands that you need to do with your pets, now's the time to do it. I know a lot of moms out there, I'm amazed how many schools are already back in session. And I'm not talking colleges. Colleges start like, gosh, you know, they're starting out in the middle of late August because they want to be out by Memorial Day. And I couldn't believe it when I was in school. I was on the quarter system. So we started late. But man, I hated getting out in middle to late June when I have so many friends are uh, by Memorial Day were already out of school. You know, my kids went to a semester school and I was, I mean, they were, it was great. They loved it. They started early, but they were done early. And I think that's really cool. But if you have any errands to do, anything to do with your pets, I always say that for some reason, we seem to see pets more during the summer and even the spring. And right now, this is the, a bad time of year because everyone's so you know preoccupied with doing the kids shopping and, and, and getting everybody, everything ready for school. And in the morning, you're making the lunches and you're taking the kids to school and whatever, that the pets take a back seat. So, uh, you know, don't let them take a back seat. We're getting really close to the holiday season. We are going to have ample opportunity to talk about the holidays because I'm telling you, there is a lot to talk about. And it starts, it starts around the corner. It starts uh, end of October with Halloween. We have a lot to talk about. I'm not going to bore you now. And I'm not going to, I know that we're, as it, we get, you're going to forget anything I tell you anyway. So I'm going to wait till we get a little closer, but we're going to have a lot to talk about between Halloween, Thanksgiving, and of course, Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's. So uh, we're going to get you very, very well prepared for that time of year. Just on a, on a side note, I have been um, doing a lot of stuff. I'm going to be shooting a segment, hopefully, uh, sooner than later for Inside Edition. One of the things I do a lot in my practice is plastic surgery. And for some reason, that's just caught the interest 
of a lot of the uh, TV shows. I'm doing a segment on some life-saving tips for your pets on our local uh, ABC affiliate here in Los Angeles, KBC7. We're shooting that tomorrow. And then for CBS KCAL, I'm doing a segment on plastic surgery. And then we're also trying to put together a national piece. I'm going to go to New York in early October to uh, do a show all about plastic surgery as well as Inside Edition. And Inside Edition might come in and film one or two of the procedures that I'll be doing. But I have a really cool one coming up. And any of you that have spaniels, especially cocker spaniels, you know that you have, are somewhat the slave to their ears because cockers have terrible ear problems. Well, when these ear problems go unchecked for too long, we start seeing permanent damage to the ear canal. If we can catch that damage fairly early, where we're noticing changes, but they haven't extended all the way down into the very short horizontal canal, we can actually remove the vertical ear canal. We call it a vertical ear canal ablation, where we take away the vertical portion of the ear canal, leaving just the short horizontal portion. And that's, in, in essence, what we do is we take the canine ear and turn it into a human ear. Now, our ears have an ear lobe, and then the, obviously the opening to the canal, and it's a fairly short horizontal canal, goes straight in, which is why, of course, I'm sure you've been told the doctors don't like you taking Q-tips to your ears because you actually can cause some damage if you're not careful. Dogs have a much different ear canal. They have a fairly relatively long vertical canal that then makes a turn inside into the head into the short horizontal canal and ultimately into what we call the tympanum, which is the eardrum. When that vertical canal starts getting thickened, loses its, its elasticity, prone to infection and, and inflammation, too often it is very uncomfortable for dogs. And so we often go ahead and we can remove the vertical canal, which is what I'll be doing on a cocker spaniel next week. Now, if we don't do the surgery and wait too long, then the disease is going to progress to the entire canal. And then the treatment of choice is what's called a TICA, a total ear canal ablation. And unfortunately, with this surgery, most dogs are left totally hearing impaired or deaf because we've taken away their entire ear canal, etc. And this is really, really a tough surgery on them. And though, you know, I, I've heard many stories that dogs that have had TICAs, when their hair is now covered over that portion of the body that used to have the ear canal, that sometimes acts as some sort of a, a vibrating membrane, if you will. Obviously, not as sensitive as the very thin eardrum, but it does an amazing job in transmitting the vibrations to stimulate the nerves that convert the vibrations into sound in the brain. And there are owners that have sworn to me that even after a total ear canal ablation, their pets can still hear loud sounds, big vibrations, high streak pitches, etc., whistles. So I think it's pretty amazing. But if you have these dogs that are having chronic, chronic ear problems, very important to get to them sooner than later. Try to just do some really great routine care at home to avoid any surgery. And we have some great ProSense products for that. We have a great ear cleaner, for example. But if you miss that boat or if the problem is really bad, at the very least, try to get to your veterinarian to have that surgery done before it becomes a total canal ablation. And you want to take care of it when it's just a vertical ear canal ablation. And that's what we call a VICA, vertical ear canal ablation.
And I know that, don't think this only happens in cockers. I mean, I have, as you, many of you know by now, by listening in, I have five dogs at home. Three of them are Labradors. One is actually a Labradoodle because he's mixed with a, with a standard poodle. But he's got the ear issues. And my two Labradors, which love to swim, they're I'm continually battling their ears. And the Doodle, by the way, has one added problem that makes ear care very challenging. And that is the hair that grows inside the ear in the canal. And that, too, creates a problem. So we're continually cleaning those ears, plucking the hair out of the ears, etc. So we need to make sure that uh, these are things that don't create problems for you. So you got a lot today. You got the traveling with your pets, how to get them to acclimate to cars, to planes, the importance of planning, the importance of identification. And if I didn't mention, I'll mention again that anytime you're traveling with a pet, be it plane, be it air, your pet should have this anyway. But especially when you're traveling, ID in the form of a microchip and in the form of an ID tag. And many, many veterinarians will also can give their, your clients little cards. Like it looks like a little uh, business, a credit card that has a number with all of your pet's information on it. So in case the pet is lost or you go someplace and they want to know when your pet's last vaccines were, you can pull out this card and have all the information or at least very quick access to your veterinarian's phone number and get the information. And then, of course, we talked about the uh, reconstructive surgery that I'll be doing soon. And I will let you know if you want to follow me on Twitter, which is at Dr. Werber, or on my Facebook page, look for Dr. Jeff Werber, and I will be able to give you a lot of information about where I'm going to be, where you can see me, and which shows you can watch to find a lot of information that hopefully you will find very helpful as well. So it's about that time to go. I want to thank you for joining me here on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Dr. Jeff Werber. I want to thank my sponsors, ProSense Pet Products, Walmart, and we will be here next week on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or Daylight Time and 4 o'clock Eastern Time. Thanks for joining me. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.